What up, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Now, I've been out of the game for a couple, for about a week now because I went to Lambeau last Thursday. Mike Glennon played so bad, I was screaming at the top of my lungs, lost my voice. But we're back in the mix. And we're back in the mix. It's October. It's playoff baseball. Hockey just started. NFL's in full swing. College ball. NBA preseason. So sports is live right now, so that means the podcast is going to be live. Let's get to the real deal. The Chicago Cubs start the NLDS tomorrow. I'm in here in the studio with my guy, Colin Sali, former D2 college baseball player, the man up at Tiffin University. Tiffin University out of Ohio. Northwest Ohio, stand up. Stand up. Let's stand get it. <laughs> Shout out to my Dragons. Shout out the Dragons. Currently works for Top Tier. Uh, they take care of some of the top talent in the state when it comes to baseball. Um, top 50, top 20. Yes, um, yes, check them out. Players. Yeah, check them out, top tier. Colin, first off, how you living? How you doing? How you feeling about the Cubs? We'll get to that, but how you living mm-hmm. first? I'm living well, bro. I'm yeah? living well. Yeah, I got, I got no complaints. Uh, healthy, happy. Um, no complaints. A lot of my boys are doing well. Uh, I'm just yeah. happy to be flourishing you know definitely continue to find the positivity and everything definitely yeah i had to bring colin on the show this is a cubs baseball savant i i do my best yeah he uh he's all over it he's all over the cubs always has interesting takes every time uh i hear him open his mouth up about baseball so i had to bring him on cubs start the nlds tomorrow in washington pray pray for the nationals i'm not as confident as you but it's a mask. I'm not that confident. Okay, I, I, that's what I like. <laughs> hey, but you got to have that mask out in the street. I'm nervous, boy. Yeah, so just to give a, a, a little background, Cubs finished the season 92-70. and 70. Nationals cruised in all year, 97-65. and 65. They're in the worst division in baseball with the Marlins and all those other clowns. Mm-hmm. The Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies, yep. the, the Mets. A bunch of 60-game yeah. jokes. Exactly. So mm-hmm. they kind of cruised in, but they, they stacked over there. They are. They the, are. They got a. Uh, they got a lot of boys that can that can put it in play on the offensive end and can can get on the hill and and, and throw yes. it down the pipe. Yes. Now, how do you feel going into the series? Talk to me about what you think the Cubs need to do, mm-hmm. and then we could kind of dive into to the Nats. Bryce coming back in the fold. Mm-hmm. How that's going to affect things? Mm-hmm. Um, how you feeling right now? Well, it's baseball, so I always feel a little bit uneasy. It's just the nature of the sport. You kind of have to gauge your, uh, your interests. You have, to, you have to gauge your expectations based on that. So let me start by saying that no one knows what the hell is going to happen. However, we know the Nationals well, man. We have seen them a lot. Since 2015, head-to-head, we are 12-9 and nine against them, with six of those wins coming at their place in Southeast D.C., which is basically the projects of Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> like all, like all, like all uh, baseball stadiums, they're usually in the uh, They do kind of end hood. up on the Oscars, huh? In the hood, because it's cheap. It's cheap to build in the yeah. hood. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's it's true. And, they'll, and the government will let you build out there. It's they easy. will. They will. It's, <laughs> it's good for business. It's good for business. So what we got here is a team that ranks very, very high in all the major offensive categories. Uh, top three in virtually every heavy offensive stat. Uh, just to throw some numbers out there for the folks who are uh, not well-versed in Nationals baseball, they are first in the National League in slugging uh, with a 449 clip, and that's a slugging percentage, which is all based on extra base hits. So no one gets more extra base hits than these guys, as well as OPS, which is on-base plus slugging. You combine your on-base percentage plus that slugging stat, and you got 782, which is good for second in the NL. Yeah. So this is not a, a joke team. They came in third overall with 100, I mean, 800 runs scored, and these boys just get on base. They get on base. They got a legitimate two or three MVP candidates, Ryan Zimmerman, who's uh, kind of revived his career, uh, mm-hmm. first baseman. Obviously, you got Bryce Harper, who's one of the best players we'll ever see in our life, unfortunately. And hopefully, yeah. He's uh, going to be in Chicago. A future Cub, yes. we, gonna talk, we, we can talk about that for a, a future second, Cub. And then we got an unsung hero in Anthony Rendon, who is just an absolute ball player, third baseman, gets the job done. 
and fucking Daniel Murphy, who we all know from 2015. Postseason monster. The cub killer. <laughs> we have to deal with him. Yeah. And uh, it's all going to come down to getting ahead of these guys early in the count. If we get ahead of their hitters with strikes, they will become much less inclined to drive these baseballs. We, we fall behind like we do early in these games. It could be ugly. It could be ugly. Uh, pitching is everything. Pitching and defense is everything. So we need to make sure that our boys throw the we ball gotta well. We got to keep Trey Turner off the base path as well. Oh, my God. Trey Turner, the young shortstop athletic monster who can play low-key every position. He's nice, man. He's so nice. I like his game. Me too. And he, he's kind of made for Dusty Baker, that old school, I'm going to get dirty, I'm going to steal these bags, I'm going to make bad decisions sometimes. He's, he's that type of guy. Trey Turner's the guy that got um, Montero kicked off the squad. He was running all over the place. And then remember Montero was – Biggie? Uh, yeah, remember Montero was like, uh, oh, Arietta, yes. you late to the yes. plate. And he was yes. like, mm. yes. yeah, that's true. Because Trey Turner was out there wreaking yeah. havoc. Yeah, he had like four bags He had like that four day. or five bags yeah. that day. And they were like, and Miggy was like, nah, that's Yo, not me, bro. Remember how about, that? How about Miggy throwing Jake yeah. on the bus? Nah, dude, Theo took care of that with the quickness. He was like, nah, we not, that's not how we do things out here. I low-key love Miggy. Especially for a backup catcher. I love Miggy so much. Yeah? We are good. That's him. He started that whole movement. Mickey has a place in our heart, always, always. At least my heart. Not everybody, <laughs> but he's got a place in my motherfucking hey, heart. Okay, yeah, but uh, <laughs> he had a place in Theo's heart till he started opening his mouth. But it's a business. It's a business, and Theo can do no wrong if Theo wants Theo, him to go. Bro, sorry, Mickey. That's the truth. That's very that that's very true. All right, let's let's jump in because I think the listeners and the, and the people in Chicago have been in, in tune with the Cubs pretty good. Yes, rightfully so. You kind of know what the season went like. We came out Best sluggish. Best team in baseball. Sluggish. I mean, what's I expected after that, that that whole World Series run and all this extra shit that we had to do? We came out sluggish, yep. limped into the break, mm-hmm. and then second half took care of business, especially uh-huh. on the offensive end, picked up crazy, right? Yes. Just what I expected. Yes. So, Start, let's talk. Starting pitching also got a lot better. Yeah, definitely did. I mean, better. the whole team got better. Is in its entirety got got things together and started yes. rolling. Yes. Um. Let's talk about these nationals. Let's. How big of a deal is it that Bryce Harper? First off, when I first saw, if you if if the listeners don't know what I'm talking about, his injury. Uh, yeah, about what two months ago. Yes. He's going to first base. About six steps, seven weeks. Yeah. Steps on the bag. Yes. Ugly. It looks like his he his whole like hip explode. It looks yes. like some Bo Jackson shit. Like his hip. Or like Sean Livingston, uh, L.A. Clippers. Yeah. Like, uh, it looked freak. Career ender. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Grabbed his leg. He hits first base, slips. Ends up being like a deep bone bruise or something. Mm-hmm. He sits out basically the rest of the season. He comes back towards the end of the season. And this he looks pretty rusty. Yes. He comes back. He's 3 of 18 coming down the stretch. Never plays a full full game in the field. Nope. How do you feel about him coming back? Is he going to be able to just hop in and, and get rolling in the playoffs? Or is he that good he can just flip that on? Or is it a little break for us that he's kind of limping in? It's definitely a break for us. I think that Bryce is the type of guy that you cannot underestimate. Um, very few players have had the start of a career that he's had, especially at such a young age. Um, fun fact about Bryce, he didn't face a pitcher – that was younger than him until last year, halfway through the season. Everybody he has faced his entire life was older than him. And he played as a nine-year-old with the 13-year-olds. Just fun facts about Bryce Harper. Yeah. So just to go to show He's been a monster for a minute. Yeah, the talent that this kid has. And so I'm not going to say that we can sell him short. We cannot do that. However... It's great that he has not seen a lot of live pitching. Live pitching is obviously everything in this sport. You want to see the ball. You want to get your reps. And it's it's a plus for us that he's not uh, in midseason form, so to speak. Now, especially going back to his uh, style of play, Bryce is a, a all-or-nothing type of guy. He will run his ass off into the wall. He will run his ass off around those bases. And he is a balls to the wall type of ball player. However, 
I'm never I'm never gonna sell him short. I'm never gonna underestimate him. But to answer your question, it's a plus that we're getting an MVP candidate uh, at 75 percent, and at know, least to start, yeah, yes, definitely, yes. And he's not seen the ball as well as he had been, you know, in July. And uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to deal with him at some point. But yes, it's a plus for us, definitely. And I think um, speaking of breaks, we talked about this for a quick second. The uh, the Scherzer deal. Oh I initially, I initially oh. thought they were gonna. It initially came out he was gonna get pushed to game two. Yes. Then it came out it may be game three. I thought it was a smokescreen the whole thing. I think it was. I thought, dude, that's so funny because when I was reading this, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, there's no way he's not. Yeah, pitching. there's no way he's not pitching. Like, they, he has to go. Like, uh-huh. then when I, then when you, I didn't even hear this until you came in and told me. Uh-huh. Tell him Scherzer's out for the for the foreseeable future for the series possibility of him coming out of the bullpen yes yes he could be a bullpen guy in game four or five if needed but from what i've heard from a couple beat writers uh out in dc uh chelsea james from the washington post being the main source here that he is not available to start any of these games um hamstrings are no joke you need those you need your hands in a major way and and lower half your lower half for a pitcher is everything and if you can't get that drive from both legs you're gonna have to compensate and when you have to compensate you leave balls up in the zone and when you leave balls up in the zone especially to these world defending these world champion defending cub hitters absolutely things happen yeah things happen so they're gonna have to go to Tanner Roark, who is a kind of a local kid, actually played for top tier. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna have to call on him for some big time innings. And he's a low nineties, ninety one, ninety three type, two seamer type, sinker type guy. Right. But he's he's not he's not really built for this, in my opinion. And the Cubs the Cubs are gonna be in a good spot to 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 shatter the Nationals' dreams here. Yeah, with Bryce Harper in the lineup, the Nationals are averaging five point uh five point four runs a game. With him out that last stretch, it went down to four point one. Yeah. So they're a good that's a big difference. That's a big difference. That's I'm a run and a half almost. Big on big. So <laughs> big on big. big that's on a big. big on big difference. Shout out to my boy Jay Nash. Yeah, shout out to Jay Nash. Big on big. Um they're a good offense with him not there, but they're a great offense when he's when he's in there and, yes. and, and they got the ball rolling. Scary. I was reading some interesting stuff, and I want to get your opinion on this what now. What you got? What you got? Dusty Baker. Oh, man. Old Dusty. Old Dusty. If you're familiar with Dusty and Pryor and Wood, he likes to run his – he likes to throw his starters for a minute. He he likes to get he likes to get his get his innings out of his yes, boys. Yes, every every ounce. every every out. So <laughs> the the Nationals led the league. Their starting pitchers led the league with most innings pitched. Yes, with nine hundred and seventy three. Yes. Now he likes to push them later into the game. I don't know that you might know the technical term for it, but obviously when. That second wave, that second time in the lineup comes up, mm-hmm. and the third time, mm-hmm. the edge starts to increasingly weigh in for the, the the hitter. Yes, more or less. More or less. Mm-hmm. So, is it a positive? Check these numbers out. What you got? First, at the in the, in the first rotation against starters, the Cubs bat two ninety five. Then in the second wave, the the second time they're seeing a mm-hmm. pitcher, it goes to three seventy five. The third time they see a pitcher, if the starting pitcher is still in, it goes to 537. Oh, God. So, pray for the Nets. If if Dusty pushes these guys Mm -hmm. deep into the sixth, seventh inning. Is it going to get ugly? It could get ugly. Uh huh. Don't. I was shocked when I read that. I, I didn't know that's that. I didn't know any of those. Yes, yeah. that that's heavy. Two ninety five to three seventy five to five thirty seven. Five thirty seven is staggering. Staggering. So when Chris Bryant and those cats see someone for the third at bat, that's crazy. Fifty percent of the time and change, they're getting a hit. That's staggering. It is. So it is. How do you feel about that? Is that going to come into huge play if Dusty tries to end and the 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 young guy that's going to be filling in for Scherzer, mm-hmm. if he if they, he tries to push him to the sixth seventh, 
inning. I think the series is gonna is gonna be one like five through eight. <laughs> yes, for us too. Yes, with with Carl Edwards Jr. and all those guys coming in in, in yeah. that gap. Yeah, ne- neither team is really known for their bullpen work. Uh, the Cubs bullpen the second half has been a lot better. I uh, will say that we've added Justin Wilson, a uh, lefty from Detroit. He hasn't been great actually, but other than that, our bullpen's sub two seven, sub two eight ERA. Um, in terms of Dusty really milking his starting arms, it's really just going to be a, a inning to inning type of ordeal. The Cubs like to attack guys; they like to really work at bats. Um, at one point in the season, we had the uh, the highest pitch per at-bat rate with about 4.8 pitches seen per at-bat, and that was in uh, July. So that's a, that's a heavy stat for a team that, that really hits the ball well. Yeah, We make guys work. So if we continue to make guys work and have that same mentality, I think Dusty will be inclined to uh, you know do his thing and ride his guys. And if he rides those guys, it could, it could get a little bit dicey for them because their bullpen, like I said, is not their strong suit. And, and that's um, his mo. And you, you this is the is. thing, old school baseball. Old, and he's always gonna, baseball. he's always gonna go back to that. He's not just gonna all of a no. sudden change that the postseason no. starts. No. If his starters out there and he's semi rolling, he's, he's not gonna, gonna he's not gonna change. Yeah. Oh. So I think that could be, that could be a big factor. It is to, to where we get in the sixth, seventh inning, and it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal, and especially if we get to these guys early. And then we get into their bullpen, say the fourth and fifth inning. I mean, all hell could break loose. And the same thing can be said for us. We need to try to get five, six, seven innings out of our guys. Joe, a little bit more unorthodox in terms of how he wants to handle his starting arms. But at the same time, he's not going to let a guy, you know, get shelled, so to speak. Yeah. Now let's talk about that. That's a perfect segue. Cubs are going to – the rotation to start is going to be Hendricks, Lester, mm-hmm. Quintana. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we don't even have to see Arietta, but we will. The, the Nationals are going to get a game in the series, no doubt. Yes, I would, I would assume so. Yeah. Unfortunately. How do you feel about the boys going in? How you feel – hey, steady steady Hendricks. Yes. Was, was a little shaky at times this year. Yes. How yeah. do you feel about him kicking it off? How do you feel about Lester? We talked – we. We were we were talking about thank God Lackey's not out there. I don't want I don't want to see him anywhere. I don't even want to see him in the stadium. Seriously. Like they could they could I mean obviously they're gonna keep him on the roster just because he's a live arm and you know he has playoff experience can get outs. Yeah, but he hasn't been in the playoffs before last year. Hell, I mean the guy is a fossil. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, John Lackey started World Series games in two thousand two against Barry Bonds. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he he was an angel, and when he was with the Angels, he oh, that's was, true. He was a monster. That's where he got his reputation for for eating people, because <laughs> he almost ate a few umpires. Yeah, he do. I love that about him. Oh, he I just doesn't it. give a fuck either. Like it's he whatever. Does he doesn't. Care. Nah, he doesn't care at all. Like he's oh, cruising. Yeah, I, I low-key love John Lackey. He's a sick fuck. He just gives up. Yo, I mean, I like him as a, his personality. He yeah. just gives up too many home runs. Yeah, early in the games. Yeah, it's early just like, damn, bro. Like, yeah, he, he makes me nervous. But, yeah, tell me how you feel about Hendricks, Lester. Is Quintana going to be able to handle that playoff? That He's never been in the yeah, lights like that? that's a fascinating dynamic. Yeah. That I think people aren't really Nobody's really talking about that either. No, they're really I haven't not. really heard anybody talk about that too, too they're much. They're really not. Yeah. I love, I love the move by Joe starting Hendricks. Um, this guy's been arguably – the best pitcher in baseball since since the All-Star break. Uh, ERA at 2-1. Um, just to go a little bit deeper into that number, uh, FIP, which is a, uh, a sabermetric for fielding independent pitching, uh, you want that to be in that 2-5 range. His is actually at a 1-9. So that's that kind of takes out. Man, teach the people, bro. Uh, okay. okay. Teach the real, people, bro, the FIP. Real quick. <laughs> I on, love it. Real quick on FIP. Fifth takes your fielders out of the equation, and it only works your pitches and the results of your pitches. Now, it can be it can be skewed a little bit based on where defenders are. It can be skewed on how hard the ball is hit. It's a couple different things that go into it, but FIP is a much more accurate way of measuring a pitcher's efficiency than just earned run average. Fielding, independent pitching. 
boom, FIP. It's a very cool stat. That now, is, I'm, I'm not even a big sabermetrics guy. Yeah, but, that's but, a good one. But FIP is solid. FIP is solid. And his has been one of the best. No doubt. Um, he's only won three or four games over that span because, you know, every now and then we don't hit. But and also he isn't really that win loss record games. doesn't mean shit. Exactly. They should they should Both. almost like cross that nothing. shit off. Yeah. And Joe doesn't really extend Kyle. <laughs> Joe does not extend her. He that, that's yeah. one of the things Joe gets criticized for. He he doesn't let Kyle really go. I think why might, is that though? You think? I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't. I he really he got don't the quick. Know. He quick quick with that boy. Joe Madden is sick, and I mean that with the most utmost respect and endearing way possible. He has a way of keeping both the fans and the players just a little bit on edge. And he does it because you never know what he's thinking. And I think, I think it works in his favor because he can throw anything at you. You're going to question it. But, you know, 80% of the time, the shit works. So he's, like, he's, he's really got that little mad scientist thing going on. So I don't know why he never rides Kyle. Um, I, really, I really can't answer it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's only between him and uh, and Basio, yeah, and Kyle. So I think this will be the time to uh, to really get Kyle stretched out. Um, he doesn't throw hard. Just to give you a quick profile for some of y'all who don't know, he's Greg Maddox, bro. Yes, that's exactly yes. who he he's is. Greg Maddox. Yeah, he's Greg Maddox. He's uh, very very methodical, very very strategic. God, I love Greg Maddox. Not a high velocity guy. I wish he was on our staff or something. Like, yeah. can we bring Greg Maddox back? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, yo, Theo, bring Greg back into the organization. What does Maddox do? He's not on TV or nothing. I don't see him. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I know his, uh, his brother um, is actually the fucking pitching coach for the Nationals. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Uh. And I think Greg was doing some work with the Braves, but on a, uh, on a broadcasting Okay, uh, some like local, local shit yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that would be tough if we brought Maddox back in the fold. It would be. Man, he was so filthy, dog. But it yeah, just to just to hop in there and talk about Maddox real quick. Anytime always, I can talk about I'm always for a reason. Dude, to talk that, about that whole Brave squad, that Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz trio back in the day was super tough. Oh, I actually met uh John Smoltz. Yeah. And uh Tom Glavin on the field. Uh, I was coaching down in Georgia two years ago. Yeah. And we were playing some 14-year-olds. We're 16-year-olds, mind you. Yeah. And Tom Glavin's kid is playing right field, and, like, he comes in to pitch. And, of course. He's, he's painting the corners? Of course he's pumping. <laughs> like, painting straight corners? These, these kids fucking killed us. Like, these 14-year-olds, like, whooped our ass. Yeah. And I got to shake Tom Glavin's hand after the game. I'm like, hey, Tom. Hey, good Tom. stuff. Yeah, he was good very, shit. very modest. A little bit heavier than he was, obviously. Yeah, of course. You've been but, drinking yeah. beer and chilling. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. It was good stuff. Okay, yeah. But so Hendricks, you're not worried about. Steady. Steady does it. He'll come in, take care of his business. Yes. And probably be out. Yes. And he needs he needs five and three five and two thirds. Hope hopefully. Six goes, and a quarter. Yeah, six yeah, and a yeah. third. Yeah, six and a third leads with maybe like a three one lead. Right. Uh maybe Mike Montgomery comes in, maybe Carl Edwards Jr. Shout out to Carl's Jr. Yeah. Pops in there. But I mean, who the hell knows? He needs to do one thing, and that's Kyle. He needs to get his calls on the outer third. Cause he likes to nibble. He likes yeah. to nibble. And sometimes umpires, they're not gonna call that shit. He, well, he has to stay out there. He does. If, he's, if he gets moves. and if he gets in the middle of the plate yeah. and up, it's trouble. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's yes. it. It yes. definitely helps when he's getting stuff out. Because once, especially if he starts getting those calls early, and oh. dude, he's it. He he's a bad man. Because then people Very start bad. reaching. The plate's big. He's staying low and away. You can't even touch. It's everything's a ground ball when you touch yes. him or you don't touch him. It's, yes. Yeah, that's that's that'd be perfect. The highest ground ball rate. In the bigs since July 4th, Kyle Hendricks. Ground ball rate. You want that. You want that, Cubs fans. FIP. Because we have the – yeah, you you want that too. <laughs> Ground balls equals FIP. For real. That's what it do. For real. For real. Because we have the best infielders. We have the most athletic infield in the bigs. The more ground balls you hit, the more outs you produce, the less pitches you have to throw. No doubt. Talk to me about – well, we ain't even got to stay on Lester too much. Because I do want to get to this Quintana talk. We all know what to expect from Johnny Boy. Yeah. Or at least we think we, we know do. what to expect. Right. But we'll see. I mean, he's we been will. there before. He's done it. 
This is what he does. Yes. This, this is, is this is this why is, he's in town. Exactly. This is why we paid him last exactly. year. This is why we, pay, you know, what I'm saying. Yes. So this is what we'll see. What we'll see. What Lester shows up to the play. He he can come and do yes. his thing, or he can struggle a little bit because there's been some times where he's been shaky. Yes. Um. He has been. Quintana. We go to the break. We give up a ton of ton of talent. Mm-hmm. We make a move because Theo thinks that's what we got to do. So we got to trust Theo with that. Yes. How do you feel? Because he came out and, of course, dazzled his first his first appearance. Yes, lights out. Yes. We were like, "Yo, this is of course this is perfect." Yes, yes. Title two coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then he took a little dip. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Law of averages. Yeah, took a little dip. Yes. So, how do you think he's going to handle the playoff lights? I think it's good that we're going to get his first game is going to be at home. So he doesn't have to worry about being in Washington. Comfortable. And I think this wasn't talked about too, too much either. And I think he got off to such a great start, especially in that first outing, is because he didn't have to uproot. He went from the south side. He stayed in Chicago. So even though he changed organizations, he Nothing went from the south changed. side to the north side. Like, yeah. that's people People don't take – that's a, these, are, these are human beings. Like, yes. hey, we expect, yes. like, Verlander to just shoot down in Houston and just – it's like, nah, man, you got to change his whole shit up, his yes. whole routine, yes. change it, all that. Such a good point, Yeah, dog. so – Such a fucking good point. I think that was big for him to get off to the start that he did because he didn't have to uproot. He just he – Folks, just, hopped on the red line. Yeah, exactly. Hopped yeah. on that red right. line, bro. Right, so – 35th. Right, so that was the difference that he had to do. So – how do you think he's going to handle the lights? Because the, I don't know. This is it's funny, man. Obviously, I watch all the big-time sports. Yes, and you, you do. And you turn on playoff basketball, mm-hmm. and it feels like playoff basketball, but it doesn't feel that different. You nope. watch playoff football, and it's like this is the playoffs, but they might have some tiles in the stands. It doesn't really feel that different. Yeah. Man, bro, it's something about October baseball, playoff baseball. Oh. It's just a diff. It's just different. It's, it's it's got a different feel. The announcers sound different. I don't even know what it is, bro. Yeah, I get like I get like yeah, goosebumps kind of thinking giddy. about it because when that when that uh when they get to Wrigley and you see those the red, white, and blue banners hanging over the hanging over the the yeah, bricks and it's lined up and the those, NLDS is yeah. sprayed on the side. Mm. It's just a different feel. So, how is he going to deal with that? Do you think he's going to be all right? One thing that can push you through that is stuff. It can. And he's got good stuff. Stuff can work. So, he's not, and it's not, it's not one of those, I think it'd be, a, it'd be a bigger deal if he was like a big power guy mm-hmm. and he just was trying to blow by people. Then you could start losing your control. Yes. and. That's when, like, the yes. atmosphere and the and the the big moment of being in in October and being in the playoffs mm-hmm. can be a little much. Mm-hmm. How's he going to deal with that? How do you feel about him going in? I'm happy that he's going to be at home in yep. Game Three. Yep. Um, yeah, tell me how you feeling. I think you brought up a great point, adding the human element to his. Uh, yeah, man, that gets lost all the time. It does, and they, it, they make millions of dollars. I get that, but these are still regular cats. Yes, and you know that happens. Across all sports, um, I think it actually leads to a lot of the issues that we have come. You said that's what happened with Mike Glennon. No, 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 no. We ain't going to talk about that. We're not talking about giraffes. No no giraffe talk tonight. Yo, Um, shout out that. If you haven't seen that post, go check it out at No Catch Up Chicago. Like that joint. Like, share. Like Like, share. All that. And speaking of Mike Glennon, uh, shout out to the NC State Wolfpack covering that four points tonight. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Um, yeah. The alma mater of. Good teams win, great teams cover. Yes, great teams cover. <laughs> yes. But yeah, let's get back to Quintana. Tell me about that. Quintana. How you feel about that? Quintana. This guy, when he pitches, when he pitches, he, he really doesn't show a lot of emotion. He's very, very cool. He's unflappable. You can never tell if he's winning or if he's losing. So that's one of the things that will definitely come into play. His overall makeup, as we call it, um, will definitely shine throughout this uh, his first couple starts here in a Cub uniform. However, uh, he will need to, again, locate, locate, locate. No one, no one hits more mistakes than this Nationals lineup. And I think Jose, when he came to the Cubs, he realized – 
that he's going to have some of the biggest starts of his life. And he has been preparing for this in his head for more than anybody realizes. And again, this goes back to the human element, the mental element of being a pitcher. He understands that he's going to have to slow things down when necessary. He's going to have to switch things up, work different sides of the plate. He's going to have to maybe quick pitch a few guys every now and then. He's going to have to hold guys on. The Nationals love to run the bases. They love to push the tempo. And Jose, while he may not be heavy uh, experienced when it comes to October baseball, he's experienced when it comes to just being a professional pitcher. And I believe that that will shine through more so than his lack of experience. And I expect him to to come out here and, you know, to, to pump strikes. And um, now what kind of strikes he pumps, it remains to be seen. But I expect to see a, uh, a decent a decent start from him on, uh, would it be Sunday afternoon or? Um, game, game three, three would be Monday. Monday, back yeah, here. back here, okay. Monday. Dude, Monday's a big night. Bears, Monday night, and the Cubs are both in town that Oh, Monday. my God, and your boy Biscuits is yeah. getting, getting some touch. And yeah, true 10, yeah. Um, <laughs> the ten god, yeah, the ten god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quintana, Quintana, since he came to the Cubs, yeah, throw some stats, yeah, out. yeah, 3.74 ERA, 3.25 FIP, FIP, 14 starts as a Cub. You notice how that FIP is lower than the, the ERA, that's a yeah, good thing. that's a good right, thing, right? It's a good thing, and that's more <laughs> that dude that makes Hendricks more impressive. He's pushing it with does. the one nine, uh, two one three, okay, yeah, 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 so. Now, Quintana I, will be okay. Quintana will be okay. We can, we're we're going to move on from Quintana. We I'm excited to see it. The okay. great thing about sports, bro, is we could talk about it and everyone can give their predictions. Is yes. He's going to have to trot out there. He is. And we're going to watch that shit. Yes. So we'll see. And yes. then we could talk about that. Yes. So we'll, we'll see him uh, on Monday. Yes. Hopefully we're going for a sweep, but yes. we'll see. And it's good. One more point on yeah. Jose. Of course. Um. Yes, the big, the, the bright lights and the uh, the overall feel of October, it might, it might, if, it might touch him a little bit differently, bro. He might come know. out just focused. That's, it might be the complete. Other that's things. what I'm leaning at. That's right. kind of what I'm getting at. He's he's going to maybe even take his level of focus, Thrive in the moment, to a different level that we haven't really seen. Right. And if that's if that happens, then you know, pray for the Nationals even more because yeah. they're fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Hopefully that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, close it out. Let's talk about Arietta. Yes, Jake. Yeah. How do you feel about Jake overall? I know that I've talked to a bunch of people going back and forth about him getting this five-year deal. And I'm, not happening. Not happening. We're not giving it well, to him. He's not signing the three-year. so He's going to have to walk, which is okay. No 31-year-old, 32-year-old pitcher with that type of mileage is getting five years. Not at this point. Theo and them are too smart, in my I opinion. I agree. And you know what? Here's a take. That boy took steroids at some point. And I don't want to be around when the Mitchell report, so to speak. Uh, you said you want to wipe your hands, himself. huh? Bye. He had to have, huh? I love Jake, but I think the boy had something in his system. You don't just change your body, become the most flexible and the most strong, the strongest pitcher in the bigs after, you know. He was almost couple, out of the league. A couple sessions, almost out of the league, bro. Came back and won a Cy Young. Started I mean, yeah. and, and I am a purist. Anybody who knows me knows that I will always defend the athletes when they, be, when they get uh, accused of performance-enhancing right. drugs. But that boy Jake was on something. Sorry, it's just common sense. I think I people think like he you, was. you said. People just turn turn away from it, but it's, I love, it's right. It's blatantly in it your is, face. It is. It's right there. I love the yoga. I love the, I love the Pilates. I love all that stuff that he's incorporated into his into his life. That's all good. But I think he had a little extra. Fair and, enough. But to your point about him in this series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me how you're feeling in the series. I think Joe's a little bit nervous. I think Joe's a little bit nervous when it comes to Jake at this point. I'm not sure he wants to even see Jake in this series. He wants really. Jake, he wants Jake to rest. He wants to give Jake as much time as he needs to get that hammy right. 
um, just to kind of go through real quick why his hamstring, again, is so important. It's those hamstrings again, bro. Yes, yes. And especially for Jake, who's a very unorthodox pitcher, he pitches from the far uh, left side of the rubber and comes across his body very, very uh, awkwardly, so to speak. Uh, Gets a lot of movement on his baseball because of this. Uh, Has a lot of torque in his hips, you know, to get those those hips in place and to keep those abs strong, he needs his legs. And at this point, that drive leg, his right leg is the hammy that's a little bit uh, scratched up, so to speak. He he can't get that real that real torque and that real drive. And, and Joe knows that he uh, he needs to let Jake rest as much as he can. And I don't think he's going to force him into this series at all if he doesn't have to. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think. He's injured, and I think he's straight up injured. And he's I not, think yes, he's I think not he's, hurt. Injured, he's injured, and I think he's just our best option at as a, as the fourth guy in the rotation. So he's there. Yep. But yeah, I think he's hurt. Yes. So I agree wholeheartedly, yeah, and it, Joe Joe knows that. Yeah. If we could, uh, if we could see him as little as possible, and he could kind of do his thing and maybe rest. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe we. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we, we lose game four. And I don't know when it. And I don't. I don't want to push it that. I don't want to push it that not. way. I don't but either. but we'll uh, we'll see how that shakes. Yes, sir. Let's talk about. I love this. Going into the series, what do the Cubs need to do to win? That's the first thing I want to know from you. I want to get your opinion there because mm-hmm. I have a I have a strong opinion on it. And then let me hear yours couple, first. Let me hear yours first. You want to hear my? Yes. I, dude, I think we're gonna need to hit the ball, and we're, I think we're gonna need to score five six runs a game. Yes. I think that. We're gonna have to get to the get get to that. I, when I was reading that those stats on when we see a starting pitcher for the third time, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna need to we're gonna need to own that middle part of the game five to seven eight. Yep, five to seven. Yes, pretty much. Yes, yes. Um, and when we get those opportunities, we can't leave dudes stranded. We just oh. gotta we just gotta we just gotta put the ball in play. And I think we need to be aggressive, man. I would like to see Javi and those guys out there running around trying to make plays. Yes. So that's that's my initial thought because I think as as even with Scherzer out, dude, they, it's just a good. They make yeah. me very nervous, yeah. bro. The whole Strasburg, the whole yeah Strasburg yeah the yes. whole the whole the whole squad makes me nervous. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to take advantage of 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 Dusty leaving his starters in there later than he probably should, mm-hmm. and and kind of capitalize on that. I think that's a that's a very reasonable take, and you know we do need to score five six runs because these boys they're they're gonna find a barrel or two, and it's just a matter of who's on base, and it's a matter of how many barrels they actually find. We need, and that starts with the pitching. If we keep them in that three four. That that three four run range, we got a shot. We got a shot. Uh, our bottom of the order is going to need to produce guys like John Jay, guys like Jason Hayward, Addison Russell, who's probably going to be in that six seven range. Javi Baez. Dude, you ain't got to worry about my boy. Oh, Mister Electricity. That's El, my boy. El Mago. El Mago. Man. <laughs> You don't rock with Javi? Oh, he's my favorite. Gee, he's everybody's oh favorite. Oh my gosh. He's like a creative player. He's yeah, dude. He's, he's a creative player. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a low-key MVP type, honestly. Dude. Like, honestly. In like three years, low-key. I wanna I I I always God, he's people don't understand how genius he is with he's, baseball. Dude, people don't get it. He's so nice. And I I hate to see him down there at eight or nine all the time. But he strikes out so much that his strikeout rate's actually a lot better too. He's in that twenty four percent range, and it used to be forty three. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, gotten yeah. a lot better. And you know, Joe, when he was slu- when he was really scuffling earlier this year, yeah, in that May, that May, early June, yeah, Joe was like, "Hey, I don't care how much you strike out, but you need to make sure that you're selective with these strikeouts, and meaning that you can't be swinging at these balls right. low and fifty nine feet." Out of the zone. He just likes those barrels up stuff. high. He, like, he likes everything. Yeah. It's just about trying to temper that. And if you can temper that and just kind of keep him, you know, that, that that crazy ball of fire that he is, keep him contained for the right moments. 
let him go when he needs to, but you got to keep him mentally there for those 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 crucial moments. And and Javi will pay dividends beyond whatever whatever we think, whatever we know. Absolutely. Javi, so I, so Javi I think will. I think they got to win that five to seven range and they take do. advantage of the other pitchers being in the game for longer. Yes. What do you think is a is a key on top of that? one? I think we agree there. Um, I think it's the bottom of the order. If the bottom of the order produces that five, six, seven, eight hitter range, we're gonna we're gonna find a way because our middle guys are gonna be locked. Chris and Tony and, Rizzo, and Zarilla, Contreras, they're gonna they're gonna get theirs. We're talking about legit MVP candidates. Yeah. I, I I don't see uh, a scenario where we get away with a a one for nine. Uh, for the series from Hayward, or uh, or two for eleven series from John Jay. I don't anticipate those, but if we if we mess around and and lay up some goose eggs at the bottom of the order, we're going to be in a tough spot. We need to produce throughout the lineup, period. And that that kind of speaks to your point of scoring, you know, five, six, seven runs. That's not just going to happen in our two, three, four spot. Um, right. I'm not sure how the lineup's going to shake out. I'm not sure Schwarber and Hap are going to be in the mix every single game. I do think Ian Hap will be, but I'm not sure about Schwarber. It's more of a matchup deal, deal with him. Um, but like I said, it's going to come down to the bottom of the order and you know some of those other guys, um, the Javis of the world, the Addison Russells of the world, who has been seeing watermelons, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that boy is hitting everything hard. Um, I think he's at a great place mentally. Addison Russell we're referring to right now, by the yeah. way. Um, so I think having him back healthy, kind of with his mind clear, body clear, uh, it's an X factor for us because yeah. we, we weren't with him for a long time, uh, both mentally and physically. And I think uh, that's kind of come back into the fold. Um, he's down there, solidifies the bottom of the order. And, um, yeah, so if we hit from the bottom – it's gonna to be tough to beat us. Yeah, I mean, because throughout our lineup, we we're kind of we got a lot of versatile righty lefties. We can kind of match up pretty yes, good. Yes, yes. Some Jump. of the soft spots on those guys, like Schwarber against left-handed pitching, is batting one seventy-one. So we're probably yeah. he probably won't see any lefties. He's not gonna he's not gonna hit against Geo. Right, he's gonna be their game two starter. So exactly. So like Al uh, Almora. Almora, yes. Against righties, he's batting two seventy-one. Technically, that's. A soft spot, I guess, but not really. He's gotten better. Yeah. Because it was shit yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So, you think it's the bottom of the order producing runs? Yes. How come – this is another thing that no one's talking about too much. Last year, the Cubs got out and running. We're winning tons of games. This year, still 90-plus. Yep. I think but, we finished with 91. Yeah. Still 90-plus, but – we don't have that home field advantage. No one's really mentioned that. Is that a big deal? Are those because we were at it was it was Hendricks Hendricks starting game one. It's not Wrigley Field, bro. And you know the difference there. He eats at Wrigley Field. He does. This is Hendricks not at Wrigley Field. That's that's a is, good point. Is, is is that a factor? What happens if we lose game one? What happens if you feel me? Yes. And then Lester comes out and it's it's two zero in game two. You feel me? Yes. So is that is is that that home field advantage isn't being talked about too much? Is that a factor? Damn, boy, you making me nervous. You know what I'm saying though? Uh, yes, definitely, definitely. I think uh, I think the home field advantage is a very interesting dynamic when it comes to October baseball. Last year, I think it almost worked in our favor in the World Series that we didn't have that home field advantage. We were away from Wrigley, away from that everybody. Living and dying on every fucking pitch. Every pitch we get reaction from 45,000, both in, in the field and outside at the bars. Just Dog, crazy. I got a funny story about that. Before the Cubs <coughs> got back to the playoffs these last yep. this last little stretch, yep. I was at the last playoff game against the Dodgers. It was game two. I was sitting in the bleachers. I don't even remember what year this was. This might have been like 07. Was it against the was it, Diamondbacks? It was, no, no, it was against the Dodgers, Manny Ramirez. Oh, yes. We flipped that ball at his feet. Yes. That, and he yes. flipped it into the bleachers. Yes. yes. So, oh, my God. We went out to LA <laughs> and we got mashed. And we came back home and it was game three. Mm -hmm. Bruh. 
All hell broke loose. I'm talking about the stadium was on pins. I'm talking about it's dead silent. Yeah. It's packed. Yeah. Every pitch and every inning that went on, and it was 2-0 Dodgers. It was just like. Yeah. You could just feel yeah. that. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. And It's a heavy energy. Oh, dude. It's a heavy. It's a yeah. nervous energy. It's bad. It's like the whole stadium full of Mike Glennons. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how it felt. It was just nervous energy everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So. Because my, my next question was, what scares you? Because that scares me. Shout out to Wolfpack. Yeah. That scares me. Yes. Us not being – Hendricks not starting at home where yes. he's comfy and the whole yes. story about, yeah. you know, him walking down the street from Wrigley from his crib and yeah. walking all into the stadium and no one knows who he is and all that shit. Yeah. It's different. It's a little different. It's different. That scares me. What scares you about the, the series in general and just to kick it off uh, on Friday tomorrow? Tomorrow we need to assert ourselves early. Uh, Kyle again is one of, one of those kind of very modest, uh, not a high emotion guy, not a high negativity guy. Rarely shows any emotion on that bump, and I think if he gets off to a good start, he's just gonna roll and roll and roll. I'm not sure the home field advantage is going to play much into his uh, particular uh, vibe uh, in terms of Kyle, but. Um, I know that our boys, lineup-wise, are comfortable hitting anywhere. So that will bode well. Uh, Kyle as well, he knows that. He knows that our, our boys are going to be comfortable hitting at that stadium. It's a nice place to hit. It's usually pretty yeah. warm, humid. The ball kind of pops. Uh, Kyle's um, overall demeanor will not change. And if he gets off to a good start, kind of you know, understands the moment, realizes it, is mindful of his actions, mindful of his lower half, mindful of his arm speed, which he definitely will be. Um, I think the entire, you know, magnitude of the situation will be kind of dumbed down. Uh, he's a very smart kid, Dartmouth grad, uh, the scientist. So he uh, he's prepared for the moment. And I think a lot of our pitchers, with the exception of uh, – cannibal John Lackey, who will eat your children, uh, all of our pitchers have that, that you know, I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to show emotion. I'm going to make sure I keep my wits. I'm going to stay on that even keel. Uh, none more than Kyle Hendricks, and he's going to get off to a hot start. And it should bode well for us, uh, no matter what field he's on. Give me a, give me a series. Cubs and and what? You know, I think, I think we're gonna win give it to me. Let's go. <laughs> give me, don't give me no, don't give me no roundabout homer answer. Give me what you really feel. I know you're obviously not gonna pick Cubs and four. Cubs, Cubs and four. four. We might lose the first game, then win three straight. Fuck you, mean? Okay. Hey, I'm nervous, man. I ain't gonna lie. We might not lose, really. We might not. We might we not could, lose. We could come out and smack these boys. We up really could, and get we a really couple could. extra days of rest. We really could. We really. I could. mean, shit gets heavy in the playoffs. These boys are not joking around. These boys are athletes. They've been there. We didn't have Ian Happ on our team last year. That boy is nice, by the way. Man. That boy is nice. <laughs> he wasn't on our fucking team. Yeah, yeah. That'll be. That'll be a. That's another pick. He's up. a whole new element. A Absolutely. whole new element to our game. And man. <sighs> Let's fucking go. Hey, game one tomorrow, NLDS in Washington. Let's go. Cubs, Nats, 631 Central Standard Time uh-huh. for the Chicago folks. Be ready. TBS. Make sure y'all check it out. All right. Colin's going to stay with us. I want to talk a little bit about the other wild card games that have been going on. As we've been saying, playoff baseball is always OD. Weird. One thing Fucking that, weird. Yeah, that is interesting that's been a talking point all season is the home runs mm-hmm. going in the, dude and in the playoffs like the other night the Arizona the Arizona Colorado game was out of control bananas yeah ridiculous Arizona won that game <laughs> uh, Arizona won that game 11-8 and they were winning 6 to nothing in the, the fourth yeah Houston comes out, beats up on Boston, eight to two. Every game seems like it's nine plus runs total. Yes, 
Then we have this thing throughout the regular season where the home run record, total home runs in a season is broken with 12 games left in the season. Mm -hmm. Just an unheard of amount of home runs going on in the season. Yes. The Cubs at one point had like five kids under 25 with 20 home runs or something like that. It was Javi, Chris Bryant, Hap. Ian. Yeah, yep. uh, Schwar- uh, Schwarber, like all yeah. these cats. We're, we, we were just – And Addison. Yeah, exactly. Addison, everybody's got 20-plus home runs, and <laughs> and the whole league is hitting home runs crazy. <laughs> now, this is not the first time we've heard about juiced-up baseballs and chicks live the chicks dig the long ball and all that. Talk to me, is juicing the baseball a thing? You probably touch more baseballs on a regular basis than mm-hmm. a lot of people I know mm-hmm. or a lot of people that are listening. Mm-hmm. Is 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 there different consistency consistencies to a baseball? Is this a real thing? Is juicing the baseball a thing, yes. or are cats just seeing the ball better, hitting it out at a higher clip? Is yes. there just more young talent? Is pitching worse? What is it? Is okay. the is juicing the baseball a real thing? It it is, it is. This year, it certainly is. Uh, it started actually a couple years ago in the college game, where there weren't a lot of home runs being hit. They changed the bats for safety reasons. Uh, They changed how the aluminum was made, how it was crafted, and it kind of uh, reflected on the amount of home runs or extra base hits that were hit in college. Um, Last year, they changed the baseball in college, and the 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 changed the baseball how? Okay, so the term juice ball actually means the coefficient of restitution, uh, which is basically its bounciness and how bouncy the ball is. Um, we're talking about um, a point zero one difference in you know seam height, uh, a difference in how much leather is wrapped around that little bitty piece of uh, super ball and cowhide, ball which rubber, is yeah. the uh, the base of a baseball. And what we have nowadays is lower seams, lower seams, and what we see is a plus 5.8 increase in exit velocity across the big leagues this year. Do pitchers complain about that, though? I haven't heard the pitchers come out and be like, yo, these seams are lower than I'm used to. I can't get a grip on my shit. You know what I'm saying? The pitchers like low seams because they can kind of manipulate the seam a little bit more. And at the same time, they can't really dig their fingers in. Because if you dig your fingers into the seams. blisters and stuff. You no, know, what they do is they take their fingertips yeah. and they just squeeze the outside. I've actually seen guys bite the seams so they can get a little bit higher. Yeah. But these balls. That's not like some Red Sox shit. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> Fucking cheaters. It's not like some Boston, some Boston manipulation type for shit. For real, for real. Hey, what they say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying out in Boston. But the Red Sox are shot. We'll, we'll talk about them in a yeah. second. Um, so what it comes down to is the coefficient of restitution. And like I said, that is the bounciness. I am not a scientific guy, but I do understand the science of this. And baseball is a very odd sport. So what happens is this smaller ball, these lower seams, right, causes more rotations. And more rotations means more distance. And, you know, these guys are hitting the ball really, really hard. So if they got this this, this smaller ball, so to speak, um, because that's what it does, you have smaller seams, ultimately the circumference of the ball is a little bit smaller, it's a little bit bouncier, it's going to fly a little bit longer. And that's what we're seeing across the board. Um, The seam height... The new seam height is uh, 0.38 as opposed to last year when it was 0.40. And, again, that distance gain is damn near three so That's feet. the real thing, then. They change the balls. They I mean, change the ball. It's, it's, one of, it's that classic old age saying that there's no such thing as a coincidence. All of a sudden, cats didn't just start hitting the ball all over the place. No. They, they, took, a, they, they, they took a page out of the college NCAA game, um, and they've increased – the coefficient of restitution. It's and, interesting. Yeah. So, but it's funny because you have to decrease it to increase it. If that makes sense. You have to decrease the seam height, and you have to decrease the overall weight of the ball to see an increase in velocity, increase in distance. That's interesting. And that's what we're seeing. And you got big ass, strong ass dudes. Little ass baseballs, guys throwing 94, 96, 97. Yeah. Bye ball. And then you got stadiums like Houston and Wrigley, and it's not, yeah. Yes. Combine, all that combined together. Yes. 
it's not it's not too tough to in the Yankee Stadium and shit like that. It's not too no, tough to it's not. to it's be not. to be hitting balls 30, 40, 50 home runs from from guys like Aaron Judge. That I'm glad you bring that up because yeah. uh, there was like three or four home runs hit in Yankee Stadium the other night, and two of them weren't even legit home runs. Yeah, I mean Aaron Judge hit a line drive. Yeah, it was like 103 off the bat. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't more than 20 feet in the air. And it barely squeaked out. That's a double anywhere else. Yeah. Didi Gregorius, who changed that game in the first inning, they were down three nothing. Um, two outs, two strikes. He gets a ball, you know, middle in, but it wasn't a no doubter anywhere but the Yankee soapbox. So it's a, it's a goat. It's a goat yard in there, which is a baseball term for you know a small shitty track. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, if you wanted to know more about this juice ball situation, you know, check out the Ringer. Uh, they made a great column about this, and uh, you know, the University of Washington uh, did this study about these juice balls, and uh, it's definitely something. If you're interested in the science behind why all these home runs are being hit, go check it out. You'll learn some shit. Definitely, definitely. Let's talk about the AL because we're going to talk about the NL because yes. obviously we're gonna we we think the Cubs are going to end up eventually coming out. Yes. Let's talk about the AL because the Indians scare me, bro. The Indians remind me of us. Yes. Last year. Yes. We we were the Indians. They they just took our spot completely. Pretty much. Super tight inside the locker room. They yes. all love each other. They all love playing for Francona. They love the city. They yes. want to win for the city. It's like the whole. It's gross. They are they scare me because. They have that it factor where, and they have a vet coach just like we did. Yeah, and they just have young that, superstars. Yeah, they have they have all the makings of like, and they were there last year and yeah. got to Game Seven and yeah, and got coughed it up. Yes, yeah. because we own them. Yeah, yeah. So I think we, I think we have a rematch, Cubs, Cubs, Indians in the World Series. I think that's, I think that's legitimate. Yes, I talk to me about the I AL. Don't agree. Okay, talk to me about the AL, why you don't agree. Who do you see coming out of the AL, Houston? Yeah, talk to me. Yeah, I think I think Houston's probably the most talented team out of the AL at this point. They have probably four guys hitting over 300. We got the arguably the best player in the game at this point uh, in Jose Altuve. Who, dude, dude. Little dude. This guy's hitting like 341. Another year of 48 doubles, another year of 40-plus throwing bags, I believe. I mean, the guy yeah, is – Yeah, 24 just, home runs, 81 RBIs, 346 from the plate this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just absurd. He's so tough to pitch to. The guy hit three out today, three solo dingers today. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And, and, but we talk about their lineup. We talk about the depth of their lineup. We got guys like Marwin Gonzalez, right? He is their DH, and he hits in the eight hole, and he's got ninety three damn ribbies this year. He's hitting over three hundred. He's hitting in their eight hole, man. Yeah, no one wants to see them. They solidify their their rotation with Justin Verlander, a guy who's been there. He goes out there today and he shuts down the Boston Red Sox, who are cooked, dead, buried. And I just wouldn't want to see the Houston Astros. I don't. Want to see the Houston Astros? They got a little grit now. They're they're kind of playing for their city, so to speak. And I just yeah. don't want to see them. I think they're the most uh, potent and complete team, other than the Cubs, that's left in the postseason. Um, will they beat the Indians to have the chance? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But they're the team, in my opinion, to beat. Uh, they have a rotation. They have young superstars, they have depth, they defend, and they, they really, really hit the hell out of the ball. And Watch out for Houston. They're, they're scary right now. They're, they're scary right now. And I, I like Houston over, uh, over the Indians out of the AL. Okay, word. Yo, Colin, Sally, yes. the baseball savant. I, I, do, I do okay. Has, has dedicated... I think, yo, dedicated, I could, I'll say this, dedicated most of his life to the game of baseball. Loves the game of baseball, teaches oh, yeah. the youngsters. All, yeah. it's, it's all about baseball yeah. all the time. Yes. So I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate ex- you having yeah, me. Yeah, definitely, man. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to the series to start tomorrow. Yes. I'm, I'm stoked to starting on a Friday. I'm going to get out of work. 
post up. I'm leaving work at three. Yeah, we'll post up, just chill, relax, yep. Yep. hang out. Yep. So uh, thanks for coming on, bro. Go Cubs. Let's go. We're going to lean on the boys tomorrow. We'll see uh, We'll see what they come up with. I think game one's going to be telling. It is. I, I think it's going to – I think we're going to see what's really – how the boys feeling and looking come tomorrow, bro, because we'll see. I'm, I, not, I'm not saying it's a must win, but we need to win the game <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> It'd be big if we won the game tomorrow, no doubt. Big. No doubt. Hey, man. No catch up Chicago, for Chicago, by Chicago. I'm Sean Little signing off with Colin Solly. Make sure you go subscribe to the page. Check out the YouTube page at No Catch Up Chicago. YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, the whole, the whole nine yards. We got takes. We got, yeah, takes. we got takes. I like, I'm using that. We got takes. <laughs> we got takes. Here we go. Yeah, man. Go Cubs.